no, you know what? This is why I hate people who hate technology because I feel like I'm with you right now. <laughs> Honestly, bro. Ah, uh, you know uh, so nice of you, man. A whole bunch of cheese to start off the episode, but you know, it's your home for fuck talking bullshit. We good people. We hope you're good people too. And yo, I guess I'm fucking hosting today. That's fucking. You're hosting. Hey, let's see what happens, man. Still so cute, filthy. Go, let's go. shit i forgot i was hosted my name is kyle bowen that's trevor beggs on the other line what's going on you silky studs through skype yo okay yo this is different man yo big ups to you on uh you know hosting this show coming off that beat it's you know it's, it takes practice you do it so well man uh you know what man what can i say i just i love being behind the mic <laughs> talking hockey with you, with whoever else. It's always a good time, even though this has been probably one of the worst weeks in the NHL we've seen on some time. You know, there's always always something good to talk about, and we'll, we'll try to hit that balance in this episode here. Wait, wait, Actually, you're you hosting. What? what am I talking about? Yeah, I got no what? idea what's you know going what we gotta on. Do? You know what we got to do, okay? <laughs> I'm going to have to restart the episode. We're going to drop this in the audio, too. I don't care, man. I got to bring in the energy, okay? This, is, this doesn't feel right unless I do shit the Trevor Beggs way, okay? Real talk, man. Real talk. Silk and filthy, okay, baby. Puck talk and bullshit. Okay, okay. Welcome to another episode of Silky and Filthy. My name's Kyle Bowen. That's Trevor Beggs. Hey, I didn't even call you Silky Studs. That's what Begsy calls you. Hey, Begsy, what's up, man? How's it going? Oh, you know what, man? I'm doing fantastic. You know, I got a little separation anxiety today, not being in the studio there with you, but Silky and Filthy, man. If, if, if for one thing, we're fucking consistent, so let's get it going, bud. There you go. You know what I was thinking, man? Like, I think that people, you know, they enjoy sports talk when you know the hosts are arguing you know we barely fight man so i don't know if uh, we have to get into character more or something you know but you know we're authentic people we just gotta gotta be honest all right it is what it is what a cheesy start you know what a cheesy start but what a great start silky and filthy off to a better start than you know this week you know it's been it's been kind of fucked up in the nhl since monday trevor man crazy things it's been very fucked up, and you know, I hope we find some things to argue about it down down the line. I'm sure we will. But one thing that I know we're on the same page about is this has to be one of the worst weeks the NHL has seen in quite some time. Uh, I've talked about it this week on the Quickie, but it started with Bertuzzo and one of the dumbest plays I've seen in a long time on the weekend on Victor Arvidsson. Then you get the Babcock story. Then you get the Peters story, and it seems like then all hell has fucking broken loose and it's it's part of it part it's partly a sad week in the nhl but i do think there's a silver lining here whoa whoa because there always is there, there always is there always is and in this situation you know you you hate to hear about stories uh, you know that you're hearing about bill peters and babcock and let's talk let's face it it's not just the nhl it's coaches and all kinds of organizations like people are just taken to the internet 
and spewing about their experiences, their bad experiences, being an athlete. And I think the one good thing to come from this is that people are at least sharing their stories, conversations getting started. And this, this could be the last straw for the whole old boys hockey club for guys who really want to flex their ego and flex their muscle and do it in a way that's uh, misogynistic and racist and all that shitty stuff. Oh, yeah, man. There's just been so many, so many things in a short amount of time. All those words coming out kind of bummed me out. I had to I had to have a talk with my friend, you know, earlier in the week. And, and I asked him, like, why, why don't I feel more offended? Like, why are all these things happening in the NHL, the game that I love? And I'm just trying to move past it quickly because I just want to focus on the hockey because the hockey is amazing. And the hockey is what ultimately matters. But when all these... Especially the, the 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 Peters incident that that just threw things over the top. That's the worst one out of the bunch. But we just saw what happened with Babcock and old school culture, and then we saw Bertuzzo, who I think, real talk, until you brought it up on the quickie, people kind of forget about what this guy did, bro. Because you brought up a good point on the quickie. We see injuries all the time. We see bullshit when it comes to uh, physicality in the game. A uh, weekly, we do. People get suspended weekly. That was not even close to anything relative to the game of hockey. <laughs> you know, that was so avoidable. <laughs> Real talk, bro. <laughs> yeah, and, and the game is so fast now. There's guys that, you know, they, they, they make bad, bad decisions in the heat of the moment. And I'm talking more about guys getting run from behind when they should have let up on a hit. Or, uh, you know, you hit a guy with his head down and you catch him with shoulder to head. Like, things like that happen so fast. And I, I honestly, I, I hate talking about those suspensions because, you know, guy makes a mistake, you move on. But the Bertuzzo thing... That was fucking stupid, man. That's one that of the stupidest the... <laughs> plays I've seen in hockey in a long time. Bro, you know, here's the thing. I shouldn't be laughing because that was so malicious. That was, it, it was just so extreme, so fascinating at the same time because you never really see that. And everything to do with the force between the, from the cross check into how Victor reacted, it literally looked like his back kind of snapped there for a second. I feel like he was so surprised and, you know, say what you want. People may think he's embellishing a bit. Bro, how many times when... Well, I hope it doesn't happen a lot, but you get hit in the tailbone, it's like it's like an immediate reaction. Like, whoa, what the fuck was that, you know? And this guy got a two-head cross-check full force from an angry dude. He was angry at the time. Right into the lower back. That was, Yo, I can't... Yeah, he's... He's lucky. He's lucky that other shit has, has happened. Other stuff has happened around the coaches and people kind of forgot about how we only got four games from that. I think that was a... Yeah, that was a that was a big time suspension coming. I was thinking ten games, bro, because that was not a ho- again not a hockey play, not close to a hockey play. Totally dirty. I said, give him an eye for an eye. Come on, let's. I wanted to see Bertuzzo out for the same length that Arvidsson was out. What? Like, there's injuries again where guys make stupid mistakes, and the player on the receiving end is injured for a long time. But Bertuzzo had ample time, man. I swear you could have played the fucking Jeopardy song in the middle of him before he made that second cross check. You know. Uh, but nonetheless, here you go. Four games, not really enough, especially for a depth defender like Bertuzzo. Man, I almost wonder exactly, if Bertuzzo... Exactly, leaked Not that the, it should matter, but it's Bertuzzo. Bertuzzo. It's, we've seen it before, too. It's Bertuzzo. Guy has... You know, he reminds me of a guy that... And yeah, he, he I guess he was part of the cup run. He helped them out, blah, blah, blah. But he seems like a guy who can get his wires crossed, you know? And just snap. Absolute snap. Well, yeah. 
And it wasn't even the first time he's done this, too. He did it against the New York Islanders forward. I think it was Tzizekas or something like that. Um, but, yeah, a video resurfaced of that, too. So throw the goddamn book at this guy, you know? Rather get him to the EA- ECHL, make him ride the bus for a few weeks. Uh, the punishment was definitely too late on this one. Um, again, don't like commenting on suspensions too much, but this is one that really irked me. Okay, okay, I got a question for you, okay? Hey, there's a bullshit. <laughs> what was the most painful injury you ever, ever received? Because, yes, that looked extremely painful. Victor Arvidsson, I hope you're feeling better, bro. Straight up. Most painful injury. Oh, uh. man. Most, you know, I've been, I'll, I'll start by saying I've been pretty lucky in my life. I, I haven't had anything too serious. On One of the most painful... Man, this might have been the most gruesome. I'm not sure if it was the most painful, but when I was 15, you know, we were playing a little uh, uh, a little football on the playground. Like, uh, like you know, we're not on the playground, but in the field. And got, I got tackled and my fucking knee popped out. Like, And I'm staring at my knee and it's like sitting outside of, my, of its fucking socket. And it, it's so gross to think about looking back, but my instinct was just to fucking pop it back in. I was like, holy shit. And I, did, I just rammed my knee back Yo, into why place. People crazy. Yo, know, think crazy about it. It was my left in, knee, and it was fish. like four inches out to the, to the, to the left. <laughs> like, it looked fucked up. Um, and, and, and that was weird because I don't think I felt the pain at the time. I, I was just more like, oh my God, my knee's out, slammed it back in. And then, and then yeah, then there was like a good three or four weeks of fucking oh. letting the swell go down but White yeah, that, was, that was one of the most gruesome crazy. ones for sure crazy are you serious you guys handle injury just like that pop it right back into place i'm screaming i'm crying i'm asking for my mom <laughs> my dad you know real talk hell what just pop it back in who taught you that man that's extreme that's you know crazy. honestly it was it was it was instinct bro and i'm a guy that has slow instincts normally so i was kind of surprised at myself but i do remember when i was in elementary school some kid popped his knee out and he sat there crying for an hour and the ambulance had to come and everything and i i was just thinking like man that's gotta be so much that's so much worse for your knee to have your fucking knee sitting out of your socket for like an hour (laughs) before someone pops it back in so i don't know maybe that was in the back of my mind too you said that twice you talked about the uh the knee popping out i've grabbed my knee every time You've been saying that. It's one of those things I have. Like, whenever I hear about other people's injuries, I grab that body part. How many times do you hear that? Hear a story about your home getting sacked and you feel it too? You know, you grab your oh, dick, you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's one of the worst for sure, man. When Sammy Stella lost his testicle, I think I rubbed my testicle to sleep that night. What? Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So let's move on to Carrie can't stop the puck price. I'm just reading it off the notes. What, Montreal's fucking up right now? What's going on with Montreal, man? The three, yeah, we usually like to do this thing called the three tasty takeaways on the show. I guess all the shit going on in the NHL is number one. I had Carrie Price as the second one. So last night against the Boston Bruins, Boston wallops Montreal 8-1. to one. Carrie Price lets in five goals on 16 shots. His save percentage is now at 900 on the nose. His goals of gangs is above three on the season. Ooh. Um, I think my question here almost should have been, are, are the Montreal Canadiens the, like the new Philadelphia Flyers? Whoa, whoa. Because they seem like whoa. a team that has some good players, some good prospects, but they're, they don't look bad enough to tank and they don't look good enough to get over the hump. Oh. They look like they're really stuck in that mushy middle, oh, especially with getting older and Weber getting well, older. Who, so Who's saying they uh, aren't I, stuck in the middle, man? Nobody has high hopes on the fucking... Canadians, they're just in stuck in mediocrity, man. They're stuck in mediocrity. They're a team that is too afraid to pick a direction 
and the one that's easiest for them to pick right now is rebuilding but i think bergevin obviously been there for a while he's scared of that he's gonna make up an excuse that that market doesn't deserve you know tanks and you know they got carry price for however long they can't do that to him blah 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 yo they're they're stuck in the middle how how are they gonna get over whatever hump they've set for themselves what is the who in the hockey world is thinking that the montreal canadians are an elite team nobody not one person not even coming into the season so yeah they are stuck in the middle that i think philadelphia is yeah, that's, that's a good selection i think philadelphia is a lot better though and a, a bit above them i think montreal is yeah just one of those weird teams stuck in the middle Who, who's to say they're not going to be like minnesota next year or the year after yeah they very well could be but I, I i think my thing here when you look at the philadelphia flyers you have their old guard is Giroux and Voracek and, and those guys. Uh, they're forwards, whereas their defense has a lot of young studs. And Carter Hart, obviously, could be the best goal in the league in a couple of years down the road. With Montreal, it's almost the opposite. You have a lot of young, speedy forwards up front. But then you have like your Jeff Petrie and your Shea Weber and your Carey Price, who are all on the wrong side of 30, holding up the back end. Uh, I, I'm not sure what Montreal does. I, I personally, and I, maybe I'm a bit of a hater, I, I don't see a superstar to caught Kanyemi. I see like probably a good second line center. I don't think he's going to be the next Barkov or anything. Um, but I'm not sure what you do. You sign Carey Price to this huge deal that's probably untradeable now. I'm almost wondering how long it's going to be before Carey Price starts saying his contract sucks. <laughs> maybe he'll be the next Luongo in that Dude, sense. That's a, yeah, that's a good comparison. But I feel as if he's just... Oh, man, what's the what's the right way to put this? He's making so much money now. Eventually, eventually, it may get may get tiring if you're just stuck in the middle and you're a competitive dude. Where at that point you're untradeable and your contract sucks. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't think his contract sucks. I don't think I'll ever think his contract sucks. You know, he's, he's probably loving life right now, bro. It's just uh, he's he just got to. Well, he's not loving life right now. He's. Montreal, in order for them to have success, in order to them for them to even get to the hump, the top of the hump, maybe not get over it. Yo, Price needs to be an MVP. <laughs> That's, you know, is that even possible yeah. for what? What is an MVP goalie looking like now? Is it possible to post like a nine thirty <laughs> in the NHL today? If your defense looks like Mon, if your team looks like Montreal's, no. In the Atlantic, no. Yeah, you're. I, he was at that level a few seasons ago, but yeah, you're right. Injuries and you know the fact that he's just older in general. Goalies aren't as good as they were, you know, three or four years ago. Montreal, they're in a they're in a tough spot, man. They really are. I think Jonathan Druin for Sergachev was an ill, like it was a bad decision. Let's put it at that. Uh, Max Domi for Galchenyuk's a fine trade. Suzuki's a good draft pick. Kakanyemi we talked about, but there's just no game breakers on this team. Yeah, what's going there's on with that dude? How do you say his name again? Kakanyemi? Kakanyemi? Oh, yeah. Caught Cat Niemi. Caught Cat Niemi. Caught Cat Niemi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on with the dude? Yeah, yeah. I know you like to say uh, you like to say cock a lot when you say his name, so I'm just trying to trying to get that out of your speech, you know. <laughs> nah, man, I legit, you know. Here's the thing, Trevor. You know, I've been telling the people I was going into November with you know 75 percent getting there, low level B. I think over the last week I've kind of slowed down my hockey intake based on other things, and I I'm sorry. This is my people, my listeners. I I've kind of slipped up to like a 72 percent. So December usually a busy month. I think I got to prove to the people that. I am trying to do this right. I shouldn't be saying cock when I'm trying to say that dude's thing, you know? It's like, it's too on. easy though, man. It's too easy to let the cock slip out. <laughs>
Oh shit. You know what? We just uh we just got cut out there from Trevor. I don't know what happened. We're using Skype here because once again, Silky and Filthy, you're home for puck talk and bullshit on the Nux Misconduct Network. It's consistent. It's for the it's for the damn listeners. Speaking of you damn listeners, we see you on the charts. Where the hell are you on social media? Okay? Come on. Where the fuck are you? Come on. Get over there. Hit the fucking like button, alright? Shit, dude. We consistent. Hey man, it's super clear now, bro. Hey, the light's nice there. Oh, I think nice. it is. Oh, now your voice is kind of fucked up. Talk. What's going on, man? Okay, okay. You sound a little bit better. Sorry for the little little break up there. Trevor, I have a theory. I didn't do this on purpose, but I have a theory. It's time to move away from the damn East Coast. We said we weren't gonna do it. We were just talking about fucking cotton in Miami. I said it right there. Fuck that shit, okay? West Coast bias. That's up next. What's going on with the Sharks, man? What's going on? West Coast bias. Oh, baby. Yeah, I talked about those San Jose Sharks this morning on the quickie. 9-1 in their last 10 games. And, you know, I've been watching them a bit, and I did a bit of a dive into the numbers. There's The problems on this team have not really gone away. They're a middle-of-the-road team in terms of allowing chances. Their offense is good, but I feel like their offense needs to be like top five right now to make up for the shitty goaltending. In his last 10 games, Martin Martin Jones is 8-2, but he still has an 8.92 save percentage. The dude is still a trash netminder. And until that improves, the Sharks are going to be in deep trouble. I know Couture's putting up points, Kane's putting up the goals, Carlson and Burns are doing their thing. But this team is lacking depth. And if they're just a middle-of-the-road team on defense and a middle-of-the-road team on offense with shit goaltending, they're not Not only are they going to not make noise in the playoffs, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So, yeah, the Sharks have been on a nice run. I think the Pacific Division, they should be paying attention to what's going on there. But the Sharks, to me, man, they still just seem... Something seems off, even though they're winning games right now. Some of their wins over the past nine games, and I, I get that you should be beating bad teams. They beat Chicago, they beat Minnesota, they beat Detroit, they beat LA. You know, five of their last nine wins have either been overtime or shootout. A lot of those games could have gone the other direction. I don't know, man. Not I'm not giving much love to San Jose right now, despite the fact that they are they have the most points of any team in November. Man. They just turn they just flip in the page under the radar, you know. What what what's the record in the last ten games? Do they have nine wins you were saying? That's yeah, uh nine and one. That's remarkable. What a turnaround. This team was looking extremely, yes, extremely bad. Remember, early October, they brought back Patty Marlowe. That's how desperate they got. Logan Couture spoke up. He was trying to ignite that team. There were points during the first, like, what, 20 games that this team actually looked very, very bad. And now, I know you're saying the stats don't indicate they should have success, but they're having success. And uh, that's... That's that's got them back in this Pacific. You know what I'm saying? The Pacific now, after a slow start, after a lot of confusion. I mean, if San Jose gets into the mix here, <laughs> yeah, you better hope that teams like Vancouver, Calgary, if you're fans of those teams, pick it up. If you're fans of Arizona, you know, there's no real time to slip up here. It, it, it may be, you know, a five team, five team, six team race for now for now. For real. Real talk. Yeah, seriously, man. You know what? It's so tight right now, and I, I'm I'm such a fan of parity the NHL. A lot, it's pretty much every team. If you look at the standings in the West right now, LA is the only team who's really out of it. Even Minnesota and Chicago have been winning games recently, 
And no one's really running away with it either. I know the St. Louis Blues and the Oilers are tops of their divisions, respectively. But no one's running away with it, man. And I love it. I love it. Bring on the parody. It makes things interesting. It also makes it harder to, to pick out the, the contenders from pretenders, which is why you and I are here trying to do that very thing right now, man. Man, oh, man. Sorry, man. I got lost in fucking... I got lost in Twitter there, bro. I don't even want to bring it up, bro. I don't even want to bring it up, man. Actually, I kind of yeah. do want to bring it up. Okay, let's let's go over this. Totally cut you off. I'm sorry, man, but you know what? I'm hosting right now. It's. I thought it would be easier. Not easier, but I thought it would be easy not having you in the building. But, man, I honestly, for a second there, thought you were on the phone with me. You know what I'm saying? I forgot we were recording an episode of Silky and Filthy. You're home for Puck talking bullshit and Trevor. Oh, man. Tell, tell me about the, this fancy stat stuff, okay? I might go on a little tangent here. might go on a little rant. might go off the board here. Man, you should see my face right now, okay? So there's this tweet out. There's nothing wrong with Jay Garner. 24 games played, one goal, five assists, minus 14. But according to the fancy stat world, he's sixth in CF percentage. What's that? Course you four percentage, yeah. Oh, shit, okay. 27th in XGF percentage. Expected goals for okay, and how about ninth in SCF? What is that? Scoring check for. Okay, then the the dude Daryl, I I follow this dude. This guy's actually a great follow. Good good for anyone in hockey. I just don't get this type of shit. He ends it with his on ice shooting percentage is the worst in the league, at three point four seven percent. Oh, his PDO was the second worst. Oh, never mind. I think he was being sarcastic. Okay, never mind. I fuck with fancy stats. Wow, what, what's the point of that? We just went totally off the rails for no reason. <laughs> You know, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I think, I don't think he's kidding around. If you said his on ice shooting percentage is bad and his PDO is bad, yeah, he's, he, he's, try, he's still trying to make a point that he's Jay Gardner's a good player and he's been unlucky. Oh, is that what he's trying to do? He, he's doing bad. Yeah, he's, yeah. I don't know, man. You know, the eye test, the the immediate, the immediate stats I'm looking at looks like he's doing horrible. And like I said, Daryl, great follow. I think what's his last name? Daryl Keep. I don't know. Daryl's a good follow. Keeping, yeah, yeah. Great no, follow. he's a great follow. Great follow. Great follow. Every hockey fan's got to get him. Let's continue on the West Coast. My bad. I don't know what's going on right now. Let's go back to the West Coast. San Jose, we talked about them. Anaheim, what's going on with Anaheim, man? We're going really West Coast. Honestly, man, we kind of gave Anaheim the title of most boring team in the league earlier this season. I'm still standing behind that. You know, I ever since they got rid of the Mighty Ducks logo... Fuck him, man. Just, just fuck him. Who cares about the Ducks? But Holy. they did something notable, and that was they broke the Islanders' 17-game point streak. <laughs> Holy, man. I'm glad that we got Dan Saracini on the show before uh, before the streak was broken. But, you know, good on the Anaheim Ducks for getting it done. And, and you know why they did it? It was John Gibson, man. John Gibson with the shutout in that game. He is the only reason the Ducks are going to stand a, a chance this year of making the playoffs. Uh, not much else is going right. Like, Getzloff's having a good year. But a lot of their forwards, they have four young guys with all, all with great porn star names who are supposed to step up. Sam Steele, Max Jones, Troy Terry. I think Ron Jeremy plays for that team, too. Um, yeah, so that, that's not going so great. So I won't talk about too much who about Anaheim. Even those though it's guys? Who the hell What's are that? those guys? Never heard of those guys Ron before. Jer- He's got like the biggest dick in the world. What? Are you <laughs> no, no, no. Max, Max Comtois, Troy Terry, Sam Steele, and Max Jones. Is that the other one I'm thinking of? Oh man. Yeah, they're, they're all, all they're all prospects in that time who are 
they were hoping would step up this year. <laughs> I just heard Kaiser the last guy's name. I was totally lost. I was like, whoa, what? Am I watching the wrong sport? <laughs> There's no way that guy's in that NHL. That was crazy. Yeah, the top, the top five most searched guys on uh, Pornhub.com. Wow. Not that guys don't search other guy porn stars. But... Ah, hey, man. Some people, you know, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. You know, like, you seem to know, know them pretty well, so. Hey, you know, girls got to watch porn too, right? <laughs> That's a guy thing. Oh, 100%, yo. It's a free world, you know, 20, 2019. The world is for everyone. You ever, you, ever been, you ever been with a girl and she's just like, oh my God, we should watch porn together? Yeah, Start having you? when I was young, but not anymore. It's just, uh, and I think I only did it once, you know? It's not my not my thing. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's not really up my alley, but I, I know girls like to this day, and, and not just younger, but like our age. Yeah. Which is, you know, mid to late 20s. Yeah. I know girls now that still do it with their, with their men. That's cool, man. Again, you know what? Do whatever you gotta do to be happy. Just do it within the within the law. Don't hurt anyone, and you're good, right? That's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's do what you gotta do. That matters. Everyone's beautiful Look. in their own way. Woohoo! Hey, speaking of beautiful, speaking man. Of beautiful. Hey, oh, hey. you got you got it. Okay, you're the host, man. You're the host. You go for the segue, man. <laughs> yeah. That was sick, yo. That's fucking right. You know, that was an easy segue. Okay, speaking of beauty, man, it's a nice day here in the lower mainland of British Columbia. Hey, man, Trevor, give me a... Hey, man, we got to play the little thing right here. Hey, there's a bullshit. <laughs> Trevor, give me a... Give me one of your favorite happy songs. Right now, for me, it's Rain Dance, Vanilla Grey. It was a single prior to this this new project they just dropped. Go check it out at Vanilla Grey, wherever you get your music. I hope you're streaming music now, you know? I hope you're not stuck in the fucking past. But shout out to Manila Gray. Shout out to the Lore Mainline. Such a beautiful day, man. Such a beautiful day. That day, I'm that, that song, I was playing it earlier, just got me in the mood. Got me ready for the day. Ooh, one of my happy songs. I'm trying not to pick something off the cheese playlist that I was called out for. You know, still still trying to get over that. Why, man? It's a great uh, playlist. Cheese is great, man. Yeah, there's some great songs in there. As a happy song. Oh, man. You know what? I've... Uh, I'll throw a couple of your way. One, one song that I used to love waking up to, uh, it was Higher by Kid Cudi off of his first oh, album, Man shit. on the Moon. Cool. Good song. Just a, great, just song. A great jingle. It's spelled H-Y. I was, oh, I can't remember. He didn't, he didn't spell it right, but I think it's like H-Y-E-R-R-E-R or something like that. It's spelled weird, but great song by Kid Cudi. Um, great like song to wake up to in the morning. Smoke a nice marijuana cigarette if that is uh, something that you like to do. A spliff? Um, you smoking a spliff in the morning like that, just a half cigarette, half weed all the time. That damn. When I say when I say marijuana cigarette, I just mean enjoy it, man. Oh I'm just trying to shit! I thought you trying to be gangster, man. Okay. You think you think Begsy's a gangster? I think you're talking to the wrong guy, man. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But gangster, true. not quite. That's true. That's true. Um, I'll try to give you one more too. I'm, I'm listening to this band called Rufus De Soul. I like uh, an Australian electronic band. I'm seeing them live when I go to Australia next month. Uh, they got this great song called Inner Bloom. I think that would be a that's a good that's a great feel good song, man. Good, boom, boom. good pump up jam. Boom boom, hey man, Silky and Filthy once again on the Nux Misconduct Network. You're home for pot talking bullshit, and when I'm hosting it because Trevor is in his car, there's gonna be a lot of bullshit, man. That's what happens. That's what happens. Ho- if Trevor's a hockey nut, pretty much batting at a, I would say you know a 98 percent. Guy knows his shit. 
I'm batting at a 72% and I'm hosting it. So yeah, this this is the direction the show is going. What uh, what else we got here? Oh, we got Meanwhile in Canada. Unless you want to talk about the LA LA Kings. We're, we're keeping it on the West Coast before we go to break. What's going on oh, with their yeah, mascot? Okay. We'll, we'll throw out that one tweet from uh, the LA Kings. Uh, Bailey, their mascot, was chirping uh, the San Jose Barracuda on Twitter. And oh, I just want to give the San Jose Barracuda a shout out for, for uh, kind of having a good comeback with them. But... I'll set the stage. So basically, at I guess it was a Sharks game, Bailey dumped popcorn on two Sharks fans, and he posted this video and said something about uh, what was it? I'll pull it up in one second here. He said it was nice to 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 make fun of the only two San Jose Barracuda fans, and then <laughs> the San Jose Barracuda re- responded. Uh, we chirp an AHL team too if we are at the bottom of the NHL standings. Ooh. Thanks for the pub. <laughs> and then, Man. and then, and then, whoever runs this Bailey LA Kings Twitter page said, "Intensely waiting your tweet about the ECHL." Like, just went in a totally different direction. Oh no, they lost. Like, Matt, they lost. They took the. They, they he, didn't, he didn't want to take, take the, the L. L. Take the L. Shut up. Take the L. That was that uh, was bad. And you know, you're not supposed to make it worse with a bad tweet, a bad reply, something that doesn't work. I would just shut up because you just took a fucking L. That's what that's what I was thinking. Why why is why are the Kings or someone part of the Kings tripping an AHL team? You know, so that's a that's a bad look, man. Bad things for the the LA Kings. I guess they're right at the bottom of the West Coast of the West Coast. Oh man, you know, I'm sorry to the listeners. We did it again. We talked a lot about the East. We got to get better at that, Trevor. Honestly, honestly, I'm gonna knock this out as a strike too. One more time, we're off air. I'm gonna say it right now. One more off, one more time. If we just if we just talk about the East for too long, I, I can't do it. Can't do it. I feel like we might that's not make not, it to that's 20, not... This might be the swan song. <laughs> this might be the swan song. Okay. Let's go to Meanwhile in Canada. But first, we got to run an ad. Each day, a busy beaver can shift 10 times its own body weight. Alrighty then. I grew up in Canada not been around someone who wasn't high on pot for the past 15 years. Nancy, please don't trip on me, baby, okay? Did we get her done? Well, that depends. Can you go fuck yourself? Do I look Canadian? We did it because we love our country, and not for any other reason, no other reason. They can throw the money uh, for the pension fund out the window, they can throw anything they want out the window. We came because we love Canada. Okay, okay, this is Meanwhile in Canada. Did I cut Trevor off? I don't know. I was just going to tee this guy up. I hear that you want to talk about the dude that finally got to wear some pants in Winnipeg because the Blue, Mo- the Blue Bombers won the Grey Cup. Tell the story, man. Well, I'm sure most of you in Canada have probably heard about this. Oh, they're tired of it. They're tired of it. For... What's that? I said they're tired of it, but you know, this is for our American listeners because this is a great story. And this guy deserves props, and I do think he's lying, but you go first. Yeah, I, I don't know how you could last 18 years in Winnipeg only wearing shorts. This guy's got to be made of fucking, I don't know, like maple syrup runs through his blood or something. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll set the stage. Literally so basically, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won the Great Cup last Sunday, haven't won since 1990. Back in 2001, Chris Matthew watched the Calgary Stampeders and the Blue Bombers play for the Grey Cup. Obviously, Calgary won that game. And from that day, he swore he would never wear pants until the Bombers won a Grey Cup. Now, 18 years later, 
The Bombers finally won. Dude. And this guy put on pants for the first time since 2001. Yo, I should And he fucking struggled, too. He struggled hardcore. You watch him on TV. I think it took him a good 10 minutes to put these pants on. <laughs> yeah, because he forgot. Of course, dude. You don't do something for that long? At that age, you know? Thing, you know? Yeah, that's... You're learning something new at that age, pretty much. And it's... Well, what a trooper. But I'm going to say, I think he's lying. There's no way. Are you kidding me? Aren't people getting married in that span? Aren't people... You know, don't you got, like, some big birthdays to go to? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I, I, I do wonder if What's it's going kind of on? All, uh, a facade. He said that he only wore pants to funerals. Like that was it. He did wear. He had a <laughs> one pair of dress pants for the funerals, <laughs> but that was that was the only time he wore pants. Holy shit! What a legend! About this. What a legend! That's yo. Okay, you know what? If he's willing to say that, and rightfully so, I'm glad he made that call. You know, you can put the bed aside or the the little superstition aside for some for some respect. And I think the most ultimate ultimate form of uh, respect for someone is showing up to the funeral. So. Hey, salute to that guy. He broke the rule just for that that funeral. Good for him. But I would think that, you know, weddings would be appropriate. You know, some birthday parties, I guess, would be appropriate. Something formal. What if you want to take your girl out to a nice dinner or something? You know, so I just... Not judging anyone that just wears shorts, but, man, you know, just mix it up. I, I don't know if he's telling the truth. I can't believe it. Or this guy has incredible socks. Incredible socks. Top of the line. Yeah, I don't know about a sock game, man. I watched him put on those pants, and the pants were pretty ugly, and I, I don't know much of a sock game going on. Why so. were the pants ugly? Because they were camo? They were like these, like, gray camo pants. Apparently, it's the only pair that still fit him. No, no, no. It's the only pair that he still had. 100%. Yeah, exactly. The other pairs of pants, like, they wouldn't open up from, like, the folding, you know? It's, it's been creased for so long, it just kind of, like, formed together. It's just one. 18 years is a long time. I don't know. That just, that's a yeah. long time. Those pants were definitely lonely. Damn, what a story. Only in Canada, eh? <laughs> the Grey Cup. I, for those who don't know much about the Grey Cup, what is it, seven teams? And I'm not here to fucking talk shit about the Grey Cup. So I'm, I'm just saying it's. Teams are the CFL, oh, Kyle. There's nine teams, man. There's nine, nine teams. teams. Okay, there's nine teams. I knew it was an odd number. Um, if you If it takes you, what is that, almost 30 years to win a Grey Cup when, when you're in a, what, eight to nine team league? That's bad, yeah. yo. That's pathetic. Yeah, it's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad. And, and you know what? I'm glad I'm glad Winnipeg won because e either team, Winnipeg and Hamilton, like those are two cities that most people outside of Canada have never fucking heard of. But they're two cities that actually care about the CFL. So I'm, I'm kind of glad a team that actually cares about football won the Grey Cup. You know, the, the three big markets, BC, Toronto, Montreal, they couldn't give a shit about the CFL. And it's sad. I hate saying that, but it's just the way it is. So it's just the Winnipeg for actually uh, bring some joy there to oh, the market. Yeah, you bring it. You bring up a great point, man. You bring up a good point. I'm happy for those fans. I'm happy for the dude and his pants. You know, maybe sometime down the road, I will get into the CFL. But right now, the mission is to put the NHL on the map, the real map, the big map. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. That's all I'm saying, man. We got one thing at a time, you know, one sport at a time. Yeah, I think what's going on publicly hasn't really done the NHL a lot of good this week. But that's our goal, man. That is our goal. Hockey no. is the best sport on earth, and let's let the public know. Don't you think? You said there's a silver lining, and again, there's. It's easier for us to say, you know, that this there's a silver lining here, and it's it's only up from here. There, there are people who experience the abuse, and you know, those things are not easy. Only those people would know. You know how to handle it. They're they're experts at it. 
again, easier for us to say, but I do think that change change is coming and that's a good thing and sometimes unfortunately this is what sparks the change horrible things that's just life you know so you know whoever is working within the nhl and and trying to make the game a better place just do it to your best of a best of ability and let's do it like trevor said coolest game on earth man real talk it's been a dark week and it's kind of sad you know someone who's podcast a lot about the league it's it's just like, oh, I just want to talk about the hockey. I want to talk about the stories. I want to talk about the drama on the ice. You know? We want to create those theories. Get people talking. Provoke them. We don't want to talk about this shit. And it's, yeah. What, what was the... I think Sad had a good tweet. He said, you know, there's just no room for, like, racism anywhere. Just get it out. You want to be a good person? Don't be a fucking racist, you know? That's a good start. All right, yeah, I'm done. Should we cut that part out? I know we weren't supposed to talk much about it, but fuck. But just it is it's, it's it is. important, man. It we, is. It's not it's not something that you want to talk about, but it's important. It's an important discussion with the game of hockey. Don't be ashamed of it, Kyle. I'm not ashamed of this it. It's just, it just makes me sad, you know? It's, look at the yeah, product yeah, on the ice. Sure. This, it's this crazy. Too, you know? Exactly. Don't you watch what's happening with the NBA and and don't you watch how other people who don't have a football team in their city react to the NFL and you just want that for hockey. You want that for the for an incredible sport. Straight up. Hell yeah, man. Incredible sport. The best sport on earth. And I hope this kind of this bullshit gets put in the rearview mirror. And like you said, let's focus on the best game out there. Facts, facts, facts. Okay, Trevor, I think we should actually end the episode because I got to go. You probably have to go soon. I know you want to get to some other things like Ass Hat of the Week and Beauty of the Week. Did you give the Chara again? Is that what I saw? Damn. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll run through it quick. I guess Ass Hat of the Week, I gave it to Zach Boychuk. Like, come on, man. Like, you really had to step in and, and try to... And try to... What's this, what's <laughs> this guy's deal? Who is this guy? Oh, my God. Yo, who is this guy? Who? What? What is he? Is I Honestly, bro, I think he's a robot. I don't think he's real. Yeah, he's but, but he, he started he started talking about like people saying the n-word he's just like one of songs i i like have the n-word in them and i sing them does that make me a racist and uh it's oh. like dude oh. why did why did you have to do this conversation like just get out of here so zach yo, Borchuk's the ass hat i just want to give a start quick dude <laughs> what's that fucking ass hat dude definition of a fucking ass hat the guy for anyone who doesn't know who Zach Boychuk is or is new to the game of hockey, it's it's even hard for us to describe who this guy is. He lives through social media. He he you know he definitely acquires robots to generate him a following, and then he does this whole facade where he follows a whole bunch of people, then he unfollows them, and then he goes missing, and then he comes out randomly with a take on this stuff, and it's a horrible take. And yeah, ass hat of the week. <laughs> Yo, I don't even think it's him, man. It's a fucking robot. Zach Boychuk. Uh, you know what? His face is plastered over it, so it just makes me even dumber in my head. Give, give him double ass hat. Oh, man. Fucking robot. So stupid. I'll give a 30-second shout-out to Chara. I read one article uh, about Chara and how he's always been against hazing. Uh, he said he got hazed when he was younger. didn't go into it. He said he never wanted to treat other players that way. He doesn't even believe in calling guys rookies or sending guys out on the traditional first skate around the rink by yourself he's always just had that welcoming mentality told himself if he was ever a leader he'd step up 
and and he treat rookies right when you again he doesn't even call them rookies man like this guy takes his next level of respect for the younger guys so thought char deserved a shout out for beauty of the week here amidst all the bullshit going on oh man yo that whole like letting the rookie skate by himself shit that's just so f- it's it's got to happen once a year or once a like once every five years not 176 times a season that shit just looks kind of wacky to me kind of you know it's kind of weird now i don't know don't like it that much you know what it is man i think it's because the hockey you got in vancouver over the last couple years um you know i guess get making the nhl is the the biggest the biggest deals and it's a great accomplishment and you deserve your moment but that was happening so many times because the canucks kept kept fucking up and sucking and calling up random players that every single player was getting that skate and it was just like a moment and it was just again overblown zidane ochara always going to be a beauty say what you want 2011 city of vancouver I don't give a fuck. The dude is, he's a gamer. He's a baller. You know, you may not believe it, but I, I guarantee he's a big part of why Boston continues continues doing what, they, what they've done. So, Zedeno Chara, you're the man. Fuck hazing. Yeah, everyone deserves to be treated with respect. It's over, you know? It's time to move, it's time to move forward. That shit doesn't work anymore. It probably never worked. I never played the game. You know, it's just, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. Get over it. That was a great way to end the episode, Kyle. I don't know if you're making clips for this, but that was that last 30 seconds there was fucking beautiful, man. Props uh, to you. Props yeah. to you for hosting this episode of Silky and Filthy. Part of the Nux Misconduct Network. You got three shows. You got Silky and Filthy with us. You got Sippin' on a 40 with Kyle. You got the Quickie with me. Boom, bam. Three shows. Get it on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. And make your hockey life just a little bit better. There Kyle, any thoughts before we get the fuck out of here? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it was evident, you know, evident today that my performance has slipped off as far as my hockey knowledge, and I learned the hard way by hosting a, an NHL-centric show. You know, when I'm doing Sipping on a 40, it's Vancouver-centric, it's Canuck-centric, it's a little bit easier to, you know, fool fool the listener that you know, you know everything about the game, but when you're doing a whole show about the NHL, it's hard work, man. So salute to you, salute to our listeners. Once again, Silky and Filthy. We'll see you filthy bastards. That's what that's what Trevor says on the other hey. side. I don't think you're bastards. I think you guys are amazing people. It is 2019. It's time to clean up your fucking language, Trevor, okay? <laughs>